going to be talking about relationships. We're going to be talking about your friendships, your marriage, your divorce, your workplace, your home. And, and we're going there today. And at the end of the message, we're going to show you a powerful Jesus story. And, and, and then we're going to pray. Are you with me today? Yes. Can we do this? Are you ready? Okay. So I want to invite you to preach with me today. Shout out an amen if you feel so inclined today at the proper times. Okay. So like, don't throw me off, but I do preach better if I, you amen with me. So just so you know, if you want it to be good today, let me hear it. So when it comes though to relationships, we all kind of have this list of what a good friendship should look like, a good relationship should look like, a good marriage should look like. We all kind of make this list. Maybe some of you actually put it down on paper. Like, I want this in a man, and I want this in a man. And and then, like, God's like, like, hey, you're funny. Um, But we all have this list of what a good marriage should look like. But today, I want to challenge you to rip up that list. Rip up that list. Do you guys remember Joseph from the Bible? And and so he's this guy with the Gucci coat of many colors, right? Like, and he's a Versace guy. I don't know. But like today, we're going to look at Joseph's life and how he went from the pit to the palace. And and I want you to know the the road that your life takes, the road that you're on is not going to be an easy one. And I think anybody in this room, all teenagers, kids, all the way up to the oldest adult in this room knows that for a fact. This road life is not an easy one. If you're in this room and you're single today, I believe you can end up in a relationship full of life. If your relationship is bad right now, I believe that God can turn it around. He's the only one who can take broken things and create a masterpiece. But the thing that you have to realize is this, is the journey doesn't always look like the destination. The journey doesn't always look like the destination. So if you brought your Bibles today, uh, we're going to be in, in, actually, we're going to start out in Proverbs this morning. And um, if you've got your Bibles, that's where we're going. Proverbs uh, 19, verse 21. If you didn't bring your Bible, maybe you got your digital Bible, or you could just read it on screen too. So let's do that. It says this. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Don't we do that? We make a list. Here's my list. Here's how my life's going to work. Here's how I got a, I got a five-year plan. I got a 10-year plan, right? We make these lists and we have all these plans and we do all these things. And God's like, ha, ha, ha. Many are the plans in your heart but it's God's purpose that's gonna prevail. God wants to help you with relationships, but the journey to get there, you may go through a pit. And so this is how we're gonna learn from Joseph today. Um, By the way, does anybody know what today is? Super Bowl Sunday, February 13th. Okay, so does anybody know what tomorrow is? Valentine's Day, hint, hint. Just putting that out there. Where's my married couples at in the room? Can I hear from you? You don't sound too excited. Some of you guys barely made it to church together. You were fighting in the minivan on the way here. Like, don't even talk to me right now. This is my testimony. Like, 
Isn't that the truth? Like the enemy attacks the worst on Sunday morning in your home. You're like, you've got grumpy kids, grumpy husband. Not me, like someone else's husband. And like, but here's the deal. Uh, In an age where you look at modern romance and modern romance will tell you to quit when things get difficult. To stop when I'm, I'm just not feeling it anymore. We just, we just fell out of love. I just looked at him one day and there's no more sparks. I, I dare say today that that, at that point, is where true love begins. Where the feelings end. Do you guys remember that song? Jeremy and Kristen sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Help me out. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby in a baby carriage. That is the dumbest relational advice. Listen, love doesn't come first. Let's be honest, sometimes the baby comes first. (laughs) If you study scripture, if you understand scripture, what I see is that love comes after the sacrifice. After the commitment. Like, I want to ask you today, how much did you love God before you committed to him? That means if you're frustrated and you don't see how it's going to work, invite God into it. Don't just jump out of the way and say, okay, God, what's next? Who's my next relationship? So Joseph... Joseph had a list. If you remember his story, he had a dream. God gave him this dream. Do you guys remember this dream? Like he was the favorite son of his father. And I got to tell you, I don't have favorite children. Mm -mm. He was the favorite son of his father. And so one day he gets in front of his brothers. And obviously it's very clear that he's the favorite Okay, he's got this Gucci coat that his dad gave him, coat of many colors. And, and you got to imagine all the other brothers are jealous of him. They, I hate this guy. He's the worst. How many of you guys ever want to beat up your brothers or your siblings? Yeah, me too. And I'm the youngest of six. I had a fight on my hand. So, so he had this dream. And, and so he pulls around his brothers. He's like, brothers, brothers, listen. And they're like, what is it now, Joseph? He's like, I had the craziest dream last night. Genesis 37. We're going to start in verse 5. It says this. One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. <laughs> Listen to this dream, Joseph says. We're we're out in the field. We're tying up bundles of grain. And suddenly my bundle stood up and, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low, dropped it low before mine. Like his brothers responded. So you think you're gonna be our king, do you? Do you actually think you're gonna reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about him, talked about them. So I got to thinking about this in the context of our relationships, our, our jobs, all the things that we want to happen. We, we, we have a dream. We have a dream uh, person for our single people in here. We have a dream idea. We have a dream list. We've got a five-year plan. And this is how I imagine Joseph. 
Like if, if he made a list of how his dream should play out, uh, this would be it. it. It would look like this. He, he had a dream. He got support. He got the opportunity. And then he went from promotion to promotion and to pr- promotion to the palace. Glory, adios. And, and that's what I, I think our life should look like. But you guys know what actually happened, right? He had a dream that God gave to him. And then he was betrayed by those closest to him. And he was sold into slavery. He was put into prison. And he still got the palace. Like one plus one equals 19. I don't know how that works. But that's how many of our relationships work. Look, look, like, how do you and you with all that mess end up like this? I got to tell you, I can't wait for you to see today's Jesus story. I can't wait for you to see today's video. We're going to show you a testimony, a Jesus story. Should we just play it now? No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. Too bad. Because if we play it now, we just have to end the service after that. Because it's just that good of God's goodness. Like, so you're going to get to hear me for a little bit longer. And then you're hearing the Jesus story. So Joseph, he, he's, he's, um, he, he's walking through many of these seasons, just like a lot of you guys are that have walked through seasons relationally. He, like he was, uh, maybe you're in this room today and maybe relationally you've, you've you're, as a single person, as a, as a divorced person, maybe you're a, a widowed person in this room. And, and what happens though, when the dream drops? Like the path to the palace many times passes through the pit. See, you can look through all of scripture from front to back, all of scripture, and, I, and you will see that nobody is void of a pit at some moment. And I want to tell you today, don't quit in the pit. Don't quit in the pit. Psalms 23 verse 4, it says this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And I want you to direct your attention to one word in that verse, through. It doesn't say I stop in the valley. It doesn't say I sit and camp in the valley. It says I walk what? Through the valley. You may be in the here and you may have to inch your way through the valley. Like, just shuffling like you're you can get through the valley see God he's about he's about progression not perfection your your pit can become your platform your lowest moment can become your greatest testimony I love that line from scripture it says for thou art with me no matter how broken you are he's with you no matter how messed up your situation today is he's with you Take a quick second, everybody in this room, maybe you're watching on this line, take a quick second and think real fast. What's that thing? Maybe that one thing, maybe there's like a handful of things. What's that one thing that's so heavy on your heart? And I want you to tell yourself, thank you for being with me, God. 
What's that one thing? Do that right now. Take that moment. What's that thing? Think of it right now and say, he's with me. He's with me. Genesis 37, verse 23, it says this. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off the beautiful Gucci robe he was wearing. They grabbed him and they threw him into the cistern. We're gonna skip down to verse 28. When the Ishmaelites, who were Midianite traders, came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him uh, for 20 pieces of silver and the traders took him to Egypt. Then we're gonna jump down to verse 36. Meanwhile, the Midianite traders, or traders arrived to Egypt where they sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar um, was captain of the palace guard. Joseph's brothers, they betray him. But he ends up in this guy Potiphar's house. There was favor on Joseph's life, even in failure. See, look at, at Genesis 39, verse two. It says, and the Lord was with Joseph. W- what happens when you fail? And God's like, I'm right here. Like, the, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And God's like, it's your boy. Like, I'm right here. This is the God we serve. At your lowest moment, at the breakup, at the divorce, at the pain, at the mistake. God is like, he's like, I am right here with you. And if I be for you, who can be against you? Joseph had an advantage. Even though he was in a failed situation, a terrible situation. Like I've been betrayed by the people closest to me. Like I've been sold into to slavery. Like I, I was loved where I was at. By my dad only, but I was loved where I was at. Like, and many of us, this is so true for us. Many of us, we would be rather be in a good situation without God than a terrible situation with God. Joseph, he had to rip up his list. God, you gave me this dream. Now I'm in the pit. I'm sold into slavery. I've had to rip up my list. In my life, I thought I was going to be somewhere completely different in my life at this point. Like, to be honest with you, Kristen used to say this. She used to say, um, by the time our own kids, like our own kids get to youth, like, I want to be out of youth ministry. Yes, ma'am. My oldest is about to graduate high school. I have a freshman in, in, in youth right now. And, and um, just this weekend, I was at a youth pastor's retreat in Branson. And I look around the room. I am the oldest guy in the room. Actually, actually, let me take that back. There's one other guy. He's been a youth pastor for like a million years. Like he's, he's, he actually, um, a lot of you may know him. He's awesome guy. Um, But like, there aren't many, I'm not saying this to brag by any means. There aren't many like 42 year old youth pastors around. Like I'm, correction, I'm 43. See? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, like, I'm a dinosaur in the youth ministry world. And, and like, we started in youth ministry, was it 2002? Yeah, 2002, before, like, this whole section right here was even born, like, four times. And, um, and, and we're still working with teenagers. Like, uh, uh, and, and to be honest, well... 
chill because I don't even know if they love Jesus, okay? (laughs) Not these guys, the guys who aren't here today. Um, But like pastoring teenagers, ew. Middle schoolers smell funny. Not these guys again, so... It's, it's funny, though, working in a church because uh, parents who have little ones, they're like, oh, Pastor Jerry, take care of my babies. Oh, my babies. Can I, can I see what they're doing? Can I peek in their classroom? And they get to youth and they're like, take them and fix them. I don't ever want to see them again. And I'm beginning to think parents are late to pick up their kids on purpose. Reminder, I have a family, too. Back to Joseph, back to Joseph. Genesis 39, verse two. The Lord was with Joseph. He succeeded in everything that he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. I want you to see the key word here. He served. He served. If you're in a relationship, looking in to get a re- looking to get into a relationship, maybe looking to get out of a relationship, hold up. I, I, want, I want to challenge you to serve in the season that you're in. Faithfully serving in the season will always produce success. Well, they just got me mopping. Well, you better mop like nobody mopped in the world. Like God is watching how faithfully we serve in the season that we're in. And just so you know, he's the one over promotion anyways. Look at Joseph's life though. If you've read the story of Joseph, I wanna challenge you to read it. It's an amazing story. Like we're just hitting key points here this morning. But look at this story of Joseph. Wherever he was found, he was faithfully serving. I don't know about you though, if I had been just sold into slavery, like I would be doing the least, right? I would be holding back some, like things like, you are not getting my best work today. What time do I have to show up to work? What am I supposed to do? But Joseph used his hands in a horrible situation to produce what God put on the inside of him. Joseph serves so good Potiphar's wife even took notice. Everybody, oh, yeah, (laughs) Valentine's Day. Genesis 36, 39, verse six. says, Joseph was very handsome and a well-built young man, kind of like me. (laughs) And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you're his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? I would be, it would be a great sin against Potiphar. Against God. Your integrity, your character, What you do, who you are is more important in this day and age now more than ever. Listen, I work with teenagers. They can spot a fake a mile away. Moms, 
dads in this room, grandpas, grandmas in this room, aunt, aunties, uncles, however you say aunt, aunt, whatever. Your integrity, I want you to know this, your integrity, your character is more important than ever before. And I want you to know this too, a kid, their greatest teenager, youth, their kid, their greatest influence is you. Yeah, yeah, you get them to kids' church, awesome, love it. Keep getting them to kids' church. Get them to youth, yes, keep, keep having them show up to youth. But I, I wanna remind you, we get them for an hour and a half, two hours a week. They live with you. It's quiet in here. Your character, your integrity is important. Watch this. Joseph's integrity, it didn't get him to promotion. He got lied about. Potiphar's wife, somebody help. Joseph's trying to sleep with me. Then Joseph gets shipped off to the king's jail in prison. Guess what Joseph did? There's no way I would have done this. Joseph still used his gift in the prison. Wherever you're at right now, maybe a place where it seems like that there's no way out. And we can sit back and we can think the, the coulda, woulda, shoulda, oh, if this would have happened or if this would have taken place or, 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 uh, or we say, God, what do you want me to do here? Like Kristen and I, we've, we've learned that when we go through difficult seasons in life and, and in ministry to say our prayer is like this, God, what do you want me to learn in this season? If I'm in Potiphar's house, what do you want me to do here? If I'm married, God, what do you want to do with me here? If I'm single, God, what do you want me to do with me here? If I'm divorced, God, what do you want to do with me here? If I have failed relationship after a failed relationship, God, what do you want me to do here? If I'm in prison, God, what do you want me to do here? It, it was the prison that turned into the palace that would elevate Joseph. He used his gift. He interpreted dreams. He did the thing that God placed inside of him to do. And he didn't become jaded because he was thrown into the pit. God is asking you today, maybe you're in a pit and he's like, hey, will you invite me back into the situation? I can help you. I can be with you. And that's what's happened. That's what happened in our, in our My Jesus Story video that you're gonna hear today. You ready? I'm not yet. Genesis 29, verse 21. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, Joseph, uh, the warden put Joseph in charge. How can you be in charge in jail? He put him in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. 
Joseph, he goes on after that to become second in command of the entire country. And remember, God gave Joseph a dream. Joseph was like, um, God, the dream you gave me, um, I, I thought it was going to look like this and, and be this way. And this, these were the steps we were going to take. This is how I planned it, God. Like, but man, it, it didn't go this way at all. But Joseph still got the palace from the pit to the palace. Even though the journey was jacked up, you can still get to the purpose of God in your life. Don't quit in the pit. So here we are. True, 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 true story now. We're, we're finally going to get to this My Jesus Story video. And, and I want you to watch this video. And I, and I, um, it, I'm not going to say anymore. I just want you to catch this. And I want you to, to see how good and how powerful and how, 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 how God can meet us in the pit and bring us out. Check this out. My name is Terry Rowland. My name is Sharman Rowland. And this, this is, is our, our Jesus, Jesus story. story. We did not grow up dating each other. We actually we met um, at a gym that she was a manager at. We dated for two months and got engaged. Four months later, we were married. We always seemed to have a lot of kids in our house. So there was always at least four kids, four kids in our house. So it was always crazy and loud and... Um, our, our goal was for Sharman to, to stay at home, so I would work multiple jobs to, to try to make that happen. The first few years were really great. Um, like you said, we were very passionate towards one another, um, just fell immediately in love with one another. Um, but then life did happen, as it always does. I didn't grow up. In the church, I um, was angry with my father from when I was a kid and angry at my mother from the same time. I made our life hard. I made Sharma's life hard. I made the kids' life hard. It there was a lot of emotional and verbal abuse and um, not just towards me but the kids it was pretty difficult um, but sometimes when you are so close to it you don't see it and you just feel like that's life and it continued for a long long time about six years ago um, I had a heart attack and then I required um, a quintuple bypass and at that time um details of my actions became known. He was very self-destructive. Um, anything um, good that would happen, he wouldn't think that he would be deserving of it. Um, so he would find a way to um, kind of destroy what we had. We had separated multiple times. We decided to go to the church's 
um, marriage retreat down at Branson. And uh, we played the game. We uh, looked the part, did whatever we were supposed to do. Um, but Terry had asked if I would go to the focus on the family down in Branson. And I was pretty unsure because I was already ready to get divorced. We both come from um, a broken family now, and I did not want that for my kids. So I ended up saying the yes that I would go with him. And it was the hands down hardest thing that we've done. I remember driving down to the retreat and or the intensive and um, so many things in our life were going haywire where we weren't gonna, it wasn't looking like we were gonna, there was no way we were gonna be able to go. And you were at a stage where like, if we don't go to this, there's, we're done. In my eyes, we're a miracle. There's no way we should be married. There's no way um, he sh should have a relationship with our three kids. Um, but God. It's like she said, it's, there's no reason why we're here today other than God. The last four years, it's been incredible. Um, we continue to be humble and just are thankful for... To God be the glory. For sitting here today. <laughs> these people um Charmin and Terry actually they live a couple blocks from us and and I'll never forget uh one night they called Kristen and I over to their house and and they shared everything with us and I got I gotta be honest I was thinking uh youth ministry didn't prepare me for this <laughs> um I thought to be honest and I told Terry this the other day I was like there's there's no hope for these people to be honest but they didn't quit in the pit. They didn't give up. Their Jesus story is still being written today. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna say just a couple more things and then we're gonna worship and pray together. I wanna, I wanna say something to our older generation in this room. And when I say older, I mean anyone like over 28. So... Well, and has been a follower of Jesus for a while. Um, many of you in this room 
you have a Jesus story to tell. You have a Jesus story to tell. And and I want you to know that it's important to tell your Jesus story. So here's what we're going to do for the next few Sundays, starting next week, um, out in our lobby, uh, in in one of these classrooms out here. We're going to have a room set up with a camera. You can stop by right after church and say, I want to tell my Jesus story. And we want to help you tell that story. You have a story to tell. You've got a story to tell. And here's why this is important. If you remember Joshua in the Bible, he was the one who got to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And then in Judges 2 verse 10, it says this, after that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord and remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. Listen, older generation in this room. We have a generation that hasn't experienced half the move of God that you've seen. We've got a generation that that hasn't seen miracles like what you've seen take place. We need to know what revival is like. We, We need to see what it looks like to serve the Lord faithfully for generation after generation after generation. Older generation in this room, you must tell your story. You have a story to tell. And we're not looking for your dirt and like we're not looking for, for to gossip or we're not any of that on you. No. Here's what we want. Here's who I was. Here's who Jesus is. Here's my new life now. That's your Jesus story. Maybe you're here today and and you're in a pit. You've been in a pit. You've been going through it. You're swimming in the pit. The only place to look is up. You need prayer today. It could be your marriage. It could be your family. It could be your friendships. It could be your job. Today, you're in a pit and you need prayer. Could everyone stand with me? Here's how we're closing today. I'm going to pray real quick. Not as quick as I prayed last Sunday. But I'm going to pray real quick. Our worship team is going to lead us in worship. You're going to have a chance to respond. It's simple. And and, and I want to encourage you to take a step of faith this morning and come to the front and and receive prayer. I I apologize if our uh, prayer team... Um, you know who you are. If you guys uh, would go ahead and come up and, and prepare to pray for people, um, board and staff and, and wives of board and staff, um, we're going to do just that today. We're going to see God move today. And, and we're just going to pray and we're going to seek him today. Maybe you're in a pit. Maybe you need to see God move. Maybe you need that miracle you've been searching for today. Uh, we're going to pray and believe that God's going to move on your behalf. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray real fast. They're going to sing. You respond. Simple. Jesus, I love you. I thank you for who you are in our lives. I thank you for how you how you, you don't just come into our lives and just sit there. You begin to change our lives and draw us closer and closer to you, Lord. I pray for anyone in this room who is in a pit, 
who is living in a pit, who's walking in a pit, who's struggling through their pit. Could be their job, their marriage, their relationships, their friendships, their home. Lord, I thank you that you pull us out of the pit. That though your word says you walk with us through the valley. And, and, and you're with us at all times. Lord, I pray and I thank you that you're going to move today, that you're going to speak to our hearts. You're going to change our lives today, God. I thank you that you're moving right now in this room. You're speaking to someone's heart right now and they must respond. God, I love you. I thank you for how you're moving in this room right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's respond today. Let's respond. If you need prayer, don't wait. You need to move. 